0: Welcome to EnviroPod, a chance to catch up with all the good things your Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to maintain and improve the environment in Fairfax County. I'm your host Bob DeMarco, and on this edition of the podcast, I'm speaking with Charlie Forbes, Chief of Outreach, Compliance, and Planning with the Solid Waste Management Program, about managing yard waste in Fairfax County. Charlie, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Bob. Thanks. Hey, it's a pleasure. Uh, so, let's give everyone the fifty. 50- Thousand foot view
1: and start with a with low hanging fruit. What is solid waste? Um, well, solid waste. I mean, it, it sort of derives its name, I guess, from from federal regulations from way up high, which was just basically if it's not a liquid, it's a solid, and if you want to throw it away, as opposed to keep it, it's neither a resource, it's a it's a waste. Um, so, solid waste in this context, what we're going to be talking about today, is going to be municipal solid waste, which is referred to broadly as MSW. And that's uh, what you put out in front of your house, what you put out in a can for a trash truck to come by and pick up, or you haul it to one of our drop-off locations. But it's it's trash, refuse, garbage, rubbish, uh, whatever 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 term you want to use for everyday everyday material that you throw away. So that
0: can um, that can encapsulate uh, well garbage, just mm-hmm. trash from your house. But also recycling—you're putting that in a bin and putting Correct. it up front. Correct. And then there's also the issue of yard waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some less conscientious folks bag it up like it's garbage yeah, and they throw it in the garbage yeah. bin. But but we all know that's not the way to do it. So how has Fairfax County developed its uh, its yard waste plan, and and
1: what is, what are the main goals of how the county approaches this? Um, well, you know, it's a spinoff. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, you know, going, again, going back to the, the mid-80s, uh, some of us are old enough to remember then. Um, uh, at one point, the the country was looking a lot like it was going to run out of landfill space, so we started recycling, right? We started saying, we can't throw it all away because we're going to run out of space. Uh, and then over time, that's evolved to look at things more from a sustainability point of view, just saying, whether we have the space for it or not, is that the best use of this material? And when you look at, Yard waste is a fraction of the of of the county's solid waste stream, meaning everything that everybody throws away at work and at home. Um, yard waste is a big, big component of of the county's waste stream, like like a third, give or take, wow. depending on the type of housing and the time of year, obviously things like that. But you know, if you live in a five acre house with a nice yard and a lot of trees, you're going to generate a lot of yard waste. So. It became a different. It became, the program became a way to take that waste and not put it in a landfill, not take it to a waste energy plant, but to actually recover the resource and turn it into something better, uh, and everything that comes with that: reduced emissions, you know, reduced toxicity, returning the nutrients back to the earth. Um, so over time, um, our approach to managing yard waste has sort of evolved. Uh, as technology and opportunities present themselves, because it has to be cost efficient to some degree, um, and uh, and we have we have a home for yard waste, right? We can we can, we can make it into compost, we can chip it into mulch. Uh, we've got lots of other options other than just literally throwing it away. We can recover recover it for use. Uh,
0: we have maybe it's just me, but I feel like with natural waste, yard waste. What could be the harm? Throw this in the garbage. What could be the harm? It's going to rot. It's natural, biodegradable material, um, but you mentioned that that's a third makes up a third of the volume of uh, in the waste stream. Give or take, yeah. Give or take. So that's uh, just because it's biodegradable and natural material doesn't
1: mean it doesn't uh, doesn't mean it doesn't have an impact. That's right. That's right. I mean. You know, again, Fairfax County is kind of in an unusual situation, right? Fairfax County doesn't have a landfill and doesn't actually own any waste disposal. So every single pound of waste that the county generates, we have to take it to somebody and pay them to manage it. So if it becomes garbage, then it goes to the most, the vast majority of it goes to the Covanta Waste Energy Plant in Lorton, where it's uh, burned to recover the energy and to and to make electricity. Essentially, use it as fuel for a power plant. Um, yard waste again. The cost for that is pretty expensive. Yard waste is probably only costs about half as much to, to manage it because when you take yard waste, all you really have to do is grind it up and process it into mulch if you want to use it for that purpose. Or, again, we're kind of really articulating the idea that, you know, you don't even have to put it out in the curb to begin with. Uh, you know, if you have a compost heap, if you have if you, if you you invest in a chipper shredder, you can turn your everyday yard waste into useful products that other people are buying, you know. And, and instead of going out and buying a bag of mulch, you can make your own mulch right there on your property uh, and spread it around and it gets back into the earth right there. And that's that... Um, Circular economy that we're hearing people talk about more and more. we're we're returning resources to where we got them rather than you know, consume and throw away. we're We're saying consume, recycle, consume again. so it, it helps to it helps to do that.
0: Uh, we see that trend, been seeing that trend for a while in uh, in farms, in smaller farms that aren't just going with one single crop all year round you know, they're they're rotating their crops, they're rotating where their chickens and cows graze and such, and right. and they create that circular environment. So Fairfax County takes all of this yard waste, mm-hmm. brings it to the the various, uh, well, there's the I-95 uh, uh, processing center, right? Mm-hmm. The, and the I-66. So they take it to these locations and presumably mulch it up. What happens to the stuff then? Does the county sell this and, and make money on it? How's that work?
1: Well, let me let me let me take it back a step. I mean, one of the other things that's kind of interesting about Fairfax County, and a lot of people don't realize, is this: the county government actually has a only a, a, has an important but minimal role in waste management. Meaning, we have to provide for the planning and the the proper execution of a system, but 90% of the waste that's collected in Fairfax County is collected by the private sector through relationships between the residents and a service provider. We have, we being the Solid Waste Management Program, have no active role in that. And for the most part, our sort of vision and values has always been to try and enhance an existing system of things and not really get into businesses that the private sector can you can readily meet. So what you have in effect there is you've got, there are a number of um, composting facilities, large-scale commercial composting facilities that are operating in the region. And the 90% of the waste that's collected in the county is collected by private sector collectors, companies like Republic or Waste Management, companies you've heard of, Mm -hmm. and lots of little guys too. There's about 20 of them. Um, And they're free to take that material wherever they can that that put that will compost it. We, we require, our goal is to enforce the rule, and the rule is that it has to be recycled. But where you, Mr. Collector, want to take your yard waste once you've collected it, that's up to you. You can bring it to us. We have the capacity to, to, to we actually just consolidate it, and we take it to a commercial compost facility. The county doesn't operate a compost site. Um, But for the heavy-duty stuff, like large brush branches and tree stumps and things of that nature, we do have the capacity to grind it on site. We have large-scale grinders at our two drop-off centers, um, one in Lorton at the I-95 landfill and the other at the I-66 transfer station on West Ox Road in Fairfax. Those facilities will accept your wood waste and process it right there on site and make it in a mulch that we give away to residents. And we pretty much can't make enough of it. It's wildly popular. We have... I don't know, maybe a dozen drop-off sites all over the county right now. It changes from year to year. Wow. but So we we can get rid of all the mulch that we can make. Um, uh, and the same goes for leaves. All of the vacuum leaf service that we provide to the other 10%, right, we take that in and we mulch it and give it back to the residents, and we can't make enough of it. But the private sector is doing the same thing. They're just hauling it to a commercial um composting facility. An example would be uh, Prince William County operates one in on, on Ballsford Road down uh, down near Manassas. Um, they operate it in a partnership with a private sector vendor. Mm-hmm. And we all take our yard waste to them. Or there's another facility up in Loudoun, Loudoun Composting. And we, we take it to them and they manage it from there.
0: Well, I, okay. So the crux of this whole conversation is what to do with your yard waste and that implies that there is something specific to do with it. So what mm-hmm. is the harm in throwing your yard waste in the gar- in the regular garbage? How does that uh, mess up the whole thing?
1: Well again, you're, well you're missing an opportunity. I mean, first mm-hmm. and foremost, first and foremost, you're you're putting a burden on on the waste collection industry, the the, the people that want to take your refuse and manage it in the most appropriate way they're gonna it's you're sort of killing a killing a fly with a shotgun because you they're gonna take that waste and take it to a waste energy plant and deal with it there and, and pay you know a fairly large amount of money for that to happen as opposed to um if you put it out separately, then it can go to a more cost efficient processing center. It can it costs a lot less money, which in turn means Lower fees for our customers where the county actually does the collection in sanitary districts. That's that's the ten percent we serve. We can help reduce those costs and those facilities that process that have significantly lower greenhouse gas emissions. And again, there's that sustainability button. They're creating a they cre- the, the waste energy plant creates electricity and ash, and there are some uses for the ash, but for the most part, the ash is a waste. A composting facility takes yard waste and turns it into compost. And there's huge demand for that. The farmers want it. Um, residents want it. Uh, there's companies that buy it in bulk and bag it and sell it back to the community. But it all originates in the yard waste you put out in the curb. If you put that yard waste in the garbage can, then it just goes away. And it's 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 an opportunity lost. And, again, like I said, more pollution, more negative impacts on the, bar, on the backside. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, it, yes, it's a missed
0: opportunity. It's, it's also um... – extra waste mm-hmm. that you're creating in creating that ash, if you <clears throat> put it in with the regular garbage. I was expecting an answer more like, um, you know, uh, trees and limbs, damage equipment and that kind of thing. Because I've learned a lot in this job and, and shooting videos and talking to people over at the, at the um, I-66 transfer station mm-hmm. that little things like like little plastic soda bottle caps can jack up an entire machine. So you, sure. you separate them sure. in, the, in the garbage stream sure. before you throw them out. And uh, I was shocked to learn that this big giant thing that could tear a cart, uh, car into pieces <laughs> can be, uh, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, no, no, but, but there are limits, though. I mean, one of the things that we, uh, that we, 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 inculcate that we, we repeatedly tell the public is this we we'd like your yard waste if you put it out we don't want it to be more than six inches in diameter we don't want it to be more than four feet long and we don't want any one piece of it to weigh more than 50 pounds because there's some poor schmo has to show up and get that somehow into the back of a trash truck right if you do put it out as trash right. so yeah those those dimensional limits are are a recognition of what you're talking about bob that yeah it's Pretty hard for the trash truck to crunch that up and get it in the back, because right. if, if you if you got a, an oak tree, right <laughs> laid out. So yeah, there are so so there are some some of those impacts are are also another part of why we would manage it differently. We'd collect it with different equipment. We process it with different equipment that's specifically designed for that type of material.
0: Okay, let's uh, drill into some specifics here. I I live in Fairfax County. I'm in the Mason District, and I have county uh, garbage uh, service, okay. uh, uh, which is I am finding out uh, very lucky I'm very I'm very happy to have that I don't have to uh, coordinate with my neighbors for garbage pickup and all that oh, kind of good, stuff nice. so, so uh, but um, I also have a white pine tree that sheds giant limbs every time it snows so I have right. I have a bunch of limbs and my old Christmas tree mm-hmm. uh, from this year and a bunch of stuff in the back that I aim to cut up um, and and put out for pickup what how should I go about doing this? I don't want. I, I want to be as good a
1: citizen as possible. What's the best way for me to handle all this stuff? Well, uh, unfortunately, this year's a, that's a that's a great question and it's a tough one this year. And the answer for this year might not be the answer for next year. Mm. Um, I don't want to get off topic with you, but but I will say this: um, people are becoming more and more aware now. There has been a long-term and chronic national shortage in truck drivers, and the county is no. It's not immune to that. Meaning, we are uh, we're still working on it. We're, we're 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 getting ourselves back up to full strength. But there was a point there where the combination of the national truck driver shortage and COVID had served to cut our uh, available personnel to do anything by forty uh, percent. Wow! So it was really bad for a while there. Um, and so uh, I'm going. What I'm going to tell you is right here, right now. For example, Christmas tree recycling is. Usually for two weeks of uh, beginning in January, right? So right after January first, first two weeks in January, normally, you would put your Christmas tree out. Just put your Christmas tree out along with your uh, with your normal set out, and your uh, your yard waste. Your trash hauler is required to recycle that, to collect it separately and recycle it. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, we're allowing. Again, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will. will, will, will understand what I say when I'm saying that people are struggling with reliable service right now sometimes collectors aren't getting there and and people are missing their their collections Um, as part of trying to create some relief and to focus the big thing is to get the garbage up so Mm -hmm. we've suspended that requirement for this year so if you put your Christmas tree out separately don't be upset or uh, surprised if your collector still throws it in the back with the garbage because we've Decided to relieve the industry from that requirement this year because it would mean they would have to run a separate truck, right? Yeah. Um, and that's also been somewhat of somewhat of the case with yard waste. Um, but again, remind me your original question. I just wanted to kind of set it up to say, I, I
0: just, I just wanted some idea of how I, sh- I have a, a,
1: a wide, yeah, wide right. diversity of yard right. waste that's about to come okay. out. So. And again, every collector has their own standards in the sense of everybody's using slightly different equipment. Everybody wants to do it a different day, a different way. But obviously, you know what day your collection is. So you really don't want to put the material out until the night before. Uh, that's just as a more more than anything, as a courtesy to your neighbors yeah. and to you know not to take up parking spaces and do and, and occupy sidewalks. Um, but you just said it out, um, we've, we've been, uh, the, the biggest thing with yard waste that's happened uh, is we recently enacted um, a change in ordinance whereby you can't put it out in a plastic bag. Yard waste is not allowed to be put in a plastic bag. Um, so you can put it out in paper bags, you can put it out in old trash cans if you just mark them as yard waste so the the collector knows that it's not garbage, that you, intend, you would like it to be collected and processed separately. You're not putting it out as a garbage. Um, or a lot of people, a lot of residents now are moving to, um, these, um, uh, kind of reusable containers that I, uh, there's a brand name. And uh, so this is an endorsement that, uh, <laughs> it's called a lawn burrito, you know, where it's basically a zippered, uh, it's a zippered cylinder, a, a, a can, if you will, but it's floppy, but you pack it full of leaves or whatever yard waste you have and you put it out. And then when it's, when they come along and empty it. You just you can pick up that container. You can roll it up in a ball and put it away somewhere. It doesn't take up the same amount of room as a can. But you could use a regular trash can. I mean, a lot of people have um, have bought clearly have bought their own trash cans and, mm-hmm. and put them out. Again, it was a COVID thing. At the height of the problem, we had stopped picking up, and a lot of the collectors also, out of concerns for the safety of the workers, had stopped collecting anything in bags. It all had to be in a container because then they could deploy a truck that uses less people, shortage of people, right, Mm -hmm. and picks up the can and dumps it without anybody having to touch the garbage. And so some of those rules are still in place. I mean, my answer to a lot of these kinds of questions, I can answer your question very specifically because you're collected by the county. But if you're not collected by the county and you're listening to this, I would say, call your collector. Call Call the person that you've hired and ask them how they want it set out. They should be telling you at least once a year, every year, what the rules are. What's the day? How do they want it set out? Right. How do they not want it set out? That sort of thing.
0: OK, so let's, let's talk about, um, uh, let's veer a little bit away from yard waste for a minute. Uh, we're, we're in a county that is still growing. There is still a lot of construction everywhere. Uh, say I'm a, a homeowner, and I'm doing a, a, a project on my house but I'm doing it. I don't have a contractor. I don't have people removing refuse and that kind of thing. But I am generating a lot of waste uh, in doing this project. What's the best way to handle that kind of situation where I have a constant sort of flow of large stuff coming out
1: of the house? Well, I mean, you know, there's again, there's a lot of options. Where where I'd always say you're always going to get out of me, Bob. The answer is always going to be. That disposing of it as a waste is the last and least preferable option. Um, your question: Somebody might think, "Well, if, if if you're taking tree branches, can't you just take lumber the same way?" And the short answer is no. Um, lumber's treated for the most part, uh, and and the natural product allows us to make a natural mulch that doesn't have any toxicity or any downstream problems with respect to how it gets used or where it gets applied um so take your dimensional lumber offcuts and anything that's wooden that that has to be treated as 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 garbage unless it's reusable and there's any number of uh uh organizations in the DC metro area uh that have these um reclamation or reuse warehouses where people can bring in you know offcut dimensional lumber additional materials not waste necessarily but e- excess supply and they can take it off your hands and put it to good use. And people can go in there as a clearing house, and you can go in. And if you're looking for a piece of dimensional lumber, you can go there. And, uh, and they'll charge you a nominal fee that's just really to pay for keeping the lights on and keeping the wood dry, that kind of thing. Right. The rest of your material, construction demolition debris-wise, it's more or less like regular garbage. Um, you can put it in regular garbage for the most part, again, within the limits of what your collector has specified, size, weight, type they usually don't really care um there's also um i can think of at least in Fairfax County i can think of at least one there's one facility that accepts construction and demolition debris exclusively and for the purpose of it has a humongous um recycling processing center where they literally break down all the the construction demolition debris they get and they turn the concrete and rock and the gravel and they turn the wood into mulch and they color it and use it in you know, controlled applications where that kind of mulch can be used, um, and just put as much of it. Recover the steel, the metal, mm-hmm. and iron, and, and recycle it. They recycle a lot of the CDD, and about the only thing they don't recycle is stuff like drywall and uh, you know brick, studs, things and that like that. Of. Yeah, stuff that's got a lot of nails in it. That kind of thing.
0: Okay, so looking looking into the future, I'm I'm assuming that the planning of all of this and how these systems are created are um, created with the future in mind, but how do you see um, Fairfax County's solid waste management program uh, aging
1: in, into the future? Um, a couple of different areas, and it does harken back to yard waste to degree, but obviously the couple of the big things that are going on for us right now is the county has uh, implemented a zero waste plan. Um, and has set a very ambitious goal which is to uh, reduce the amount of waste produced by the government operations and schools and parks by to zero by mm-hmm. 2030 um, that work is just starting this year the 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 work groups are just starting to get together and kind of outline in detail what the milestones are going to be you know what's the plan what are the milestones and where we're we going to be next year next year next year and so on um, the other big thing that I think is, Growing in popularity is something that we're looking at very closely right now, is we had a pilot program for food waste composting um, that uh, just came to an end this year. Um, and uh, it was a pilot just to kind of proof of concept and to see the community's receptiveness to it. People love it. We're getting tons and tons of, of food waste, which is, again, can be turned into a resource far more easily than than regular garbage. Um, I think that some of the things that we're looking at are looking at, for example, having food waste become a part of yard waste, meaning that you would put your food scraps in with your grass clippings and your leaves and brush because ultimately the the big facilities in the region that can compost material at that volume are all adjusting their processes to accommodate food because food – is the next big thing, right? It's the next big slice of the waste pie that we could tackle in a way that recycles it rather than just throw it away. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and excuse me. And
0: what what a benefit that would be because, you know, even the most callous among us, you you feel a stab of pain when you throw away food, you know. And sometimes you have to. You just don't get to those leftovers. Uh, you make too much, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of us, I would imagine, hate throwing away food. Just just uh just the concept of it, so enacting a plan to to take that on especially in a county with so many restaurants, so many hotels and places that serve food, uh, I think that's a an excellent idea and something that the county should really plan for
1: yeah it's that's it's definitely i mean all of our all of our neighbors are, are going down the same road together and and you know the good news well is is that we're not alone um all of our neighboring jurisdictions have partnered with us to overcome any number of waste management challenges, and we cooperate through things like the Northern Virginia Regional Commission and the Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments, where all the all the folks like me, we all get together pretty regularly and sort of download to each other where we're at, what we're dealing with, and kind of share lessons learned. And um, yeah, I think and I think this area is definitely. Uh, progressive and and aggressive and, and looking very much at things like zero waste and very much at some of these more the pioneering kind of programs that we've seen like the Purple Can Club, the glass when the glass markets disappeared, what did we do? Well, we invested in a huge piece of equipment that can turn that glass into construction material. And that that program is now winning awards and has grown from, you know, two drop off locations to 42. I think food waste is going to go the same way next. Food's the next big thing. And then maybe curbside food, meaning being able to put it in your yard waste. And then, you know, as markets emerge, uh, you know, I'm hoping that it's one of these things where, you know, if you build it, they will come. And Mm -hmm. it's like as new markets uh, open up and there's new public demand for more sustainable goods and products and services, that that will translate into demand which is the key for recycling? Whether it's yard waste, if nobody wanted to buy mulch or compost, there wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing with yard waste. Yeah. So it's all, it's all built on you know, it's all built on the sustainability. There's the, you know the, there's the triangle of you know the technology, the the economics, and then the environmental benefits, and, and wing, you know trying to find that balance that that meets all those needs at once. Well, uh, if if they come up with a way. Of making it as
0: fun as throwing your bottles into one of those uh, <laughs> purple bins and hearing them shatter, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll go, uh, it'll go like nuts. Uh, no, jokes aside, I know that 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 pilot program has been uh, in cooperation with the park authority, right? At, at the uh, at the farmers markets. Yes. I, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So so keep an eye out for those uh, farmers markets are uh, opening up in the offing very shortly a couple of months yeah and, of we're, months. and we're
1: hoping to expand it we're hoping to offer it to more locations too it was it was four farmers markets last time that was the first year of it and there's permanent you know seven day a week uh 365 day a year food drop off at both of our collection sites at, at the i66 transfer station and at the i95 uh, facility in lorton uh, both of those you can drop your food waste off there and uh and and, and it will go to the same places
0: Okay, so Charlie, uh what do you want to leave people with? Uh, what what is the one thing they should remember from this conversation uh, to carry them through this
1: coming year? Um specific to yard waste, you know, take a take a take a hard and earnest look at at, at your own situation. Can you manage more of your property online? Do you need to water your grass every other day because it grows more, it makes more waste? How much of it can you manage on site and how much can you reduce it on yard waste front? On the solid waste front, um, more broadly, like we've been talking about, think about your organics. Yeah, are you buying too much food to begin with? Are there places that you could? Uh, there's plenty of places out there that, that that are sort of open to open to taking food. You know, especially if it's unopened. And and and, and you know, there's uh, there's um, any number of homeless facilities in the community uh, that would be more than glad for you to bring cans and other unopened goods to them for 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 feeding the needy. Just do what you can to keep the organic material that you're putting at curbside as low as possible. And that realizes any number of benefits, including lessening the load on an industry that right now is genuinely struggling just to provide the basic levels of service. So anything that folks out there can do to just, you know, a ton ton less waste for us makes a huge difference in terms of our ability to serve the community better.
0: Well, thank you, Charlie. Charlie Forbes with the Solid Waste Management Program. I appreciate you joining us here on the Enviropod. You're welcome, Bob. And thank you for listening to Enviropod. If you want to get more information on the Fairfax County Department of Public Works and Environmental Services and all that it does, go to fairfaxcounty.gov publicworks or call 703-324-5033 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on Enviropod, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government.